Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We've come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows? Sort of. Episodes, I guess. To find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, or this, we're really breaking form. Yeah, this is what we are calling the Road to 200. Uh, this is kind of an in-between episode. It's still, like, in Stay Doomed canon, but we don't want to call it an episode of Stay Doomed because we don't want to burn episode 200 on this discussion. Yes. But this is the Road to 200 where we kind of look back down the road yep. of all the things that we've done in the past and look up the road at all the things we plan to do in the future and all the bumps uh, we've hit along the way and what we look towards the future as we reflect on the past. Road. <laughs> that I was going to say that sounded so eloquent and then you went, Road. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hitting the road mer- uh, road metaphor there over and over again. So, yes, uh, we are still doing episode 200 as The Cape, uh, which is 10 episodes, 10 hour long episodes. So that's going to be at least three parts, possibly yeah. four, possibly 10. No, probably not 10. Uh, unless we have a whole lot to say about every episode, which is not true. Uh, so we wanted to do that, but a lot's been going on. Just in our lives, in the lives of content creation on YouTube, uh, in the world of just creating stuff, and uh, we needed to kind of take some time and and discuss some things. We had some stuff on our mind. Plus, we have a bunch of other stuff we got to get ready. So let's uh, let's jump into today's discussion. Yes, uh, we're really thinking about content creation. Uh, we've been thinking about. Um, there's been a running joke on this show for quite some time about my uh, my loathing of MatPat. Yes. So we've been really thinking about, you know, the nature of content creation and everything has been this, uh, oh, why are all the YouTubers quitting? Yes. And the truth is that there's been a lot of problems with YouTube. YouTube has become more and more frustrating to use. And it has become more demanding. But at the same time, a lot of people on YouTube have just been on there for a while. Yes. And they've decided to sunset that part of their lives. Uh, If you haven't seen it, uh, Tom Scott, uh, he had a series of just kind of like, hey, here's an interesting thing. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's actually called like interesting places, but... Part of that series is also him, like, discussing words sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Some of my favorite videos of his include, uh, can I teach myself to like roller coasters? Yes, because he's, uh, which is funny because he does so much Mm -hmm. that him being afraid of roller coasters is so comparatively. It's quaint because of all the things he does, roller coasters being scary. Yeah. When they're, like, controlled scary. Uh, there's also a great, he talks about like uh, computers and things, how how things work and how, for example, there are certain words that you can't save a file as. You can't save a file as con because there's already a f- file on your computer called con. Huh. Or at least there were, was at some time. And to maintain 
like being compatible on all computers, you can't save something as con. Little stuff like that. He's a great YouTube uh, uh, creator. But he was a really great YouTube creator 10 years ago. Yes. Today, his stuff does not fit categorically with what the YouTube algorithm wants. He does... His videos are usually like five, six minutes. They teach you a thing real quick. Like, here's an interesting thing and then I'm out. It doesn't engage you for 20 plus minutes like the YouTube algorithm demands. Yeah, and I, I there's at least one other YouTuber that I can think of like that, and that's Midway to Main Street. Yeah. Rob Plays, where he would just pick... One thing. Mm -hmm. And tell you, like, it was a question you might have about the theme parks. Like, why does the water taste bad? Mm -hmm. And he would give you a thorough, in-depth answer, but he would only answer that one question in that video. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah, I I liked, he did something like, how many lights are in Epcot? Yeah. Something small like that. It's like, that's just an interesting little thing. Uh, Tom Scott did a video where he was like, it's time for me to ride off into the sunset. And he talked about all the things that he did, all of his accomplishments, and how the one thing he wanted to do was be suspended by a helicopter. There's a man who's afraid of roller coasters, I want to remind yeah. you. And he's like, I never found a reason to do that. And then, that's exactly what he does. And I was really thinking about this, because he talked about how this is a dream job, but it's still a job. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine creating content and making this my life's work and not being able to do the one thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, when I interviewed uh, Justin on the gaming channel who created the Phobos ARG, he said something that I thought was really prolific, which is if I worked at 7-Eleven, even though 7-Eleven is paying me, I'm allowed to hate 7-Eleven. Well, what I do is create videos and movies, and I'm allowed to hate that sometimes. Yeah. And, like, that always really spoke to me. It was just like, yeah, sometimes you can be kind of fed up with things. Absolutely. And that's something I feel like content creators do not get to talk about much. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's a lot like any other high, like, it's a lot like any other career where there's a lot of people who want to acting music theater of well you're not allowed to complain because if i'm on a tv show and i don't like my role there's 60 girls lined up to take that part Mm -hmm. if tom scott or matt pat or jenna marbles doesn't want to do it anymore there's 50 people who want that spot so badly yes and that's one of the things I'm really proud of what Matt Pat did. Is Matt Pat, he cited the Tom Scott video as reason why he's stepping away. And he'd always wanted to step away. And one thing I'd always like wondered about is what happens to YouTubers when they're done? Yes. Uh, I know that we went to uh, Northeast Gaming Expo, I think it was called at the time. And uh, I went to a Trailer Drake panel. East Coast Gaming Expo. Was it East Coast Gaming Expo? Uh, I went to a Trailer Drake panel, or Comic Drake, Drake as he goes by now, who uh, were buds. Uh, he's a, he was formerly from Team Theorist. And I was just sitting there enjoying it, and someone asked him, 
where do you see what do you see yourself doing in 10 years? And Drake responded, hopefully not YouTube. Yeah. But that was the entire answer. Like he didn't have a thing to do. He just knew I'm doing this now. Hopefully in 10 years I won't be. But like it was very underpants gnomes. Yeah. Step one, do YouTube. Step two, question mark. Step three, profit. Yes. Uh, and after he said that, the guy who asked that question got up and left. And it was uh, Alex Fasciani of the Super Beard Bros oh. that asked him that question, who had been on YouTube for nearly 10 years at that point. <laughs> and I was just like, that, it was like such a weird moment that I felt like no one else felt. Like, like, that's I was like, so strange. I was like, that's kind of, like, I hope everyone realized what just happened, but I don't think anyone else really did. Um, so Matt Pat is stepping away. Right. Uh, he's going to still be involved in the theorist channels, but uh, he's not going to be the face of it after I think March 9th is his final theory. Yeah. And, and I do hope it's a theory. I hope it's super meta. I hope it's. <laughs> really leaning into... I, I, I don't want it to be like... And here's a theory about the movie that just came out. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that that's what he's like, going to end really, on. Yeah, I would really like it to be something uh, silly. Yes, I think he's got and something... meta and poignant. Mm-hmm. Uh, his best stuff is always when he rips apart how YouTube works and stuff like that. Uh, but he'll be handing these channels that these four channels that he's worked on to four different people and it's becoming a brand and that's like a really cool thing and you can do that with game theory uh he says it himself you can, you're not going to be able to do that with markiplier like yeah. mark won't be able to step down and have someone step into the markiplier channel yes and do that yeah it's no it nobody else can right so uh with Mad Pat stepping away, we've reflected on a lot of our stuff. Yeah. Um, because we did cover Game Lab. Yeah, we did. Uh, and also just the running joke of like, I I did post this on the Stay Doomed Twitter as soon as he announced uh, that he was stepping away, that I no longer, we're not doing the Laura Hates Mad Pat bit anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I don't... Uh, I don't hate Matthew Patrick the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to joke about hating. I I have very mixed feelings about Matt Pat the cha- like Matt Pat the character, mm-hmm. and I think that's why I always liked Food Theory the best of the four channels. Yeah, is because I feel like he was least Matt Pat the character. Yes, in that channel, I admittedly didn't watch a lot of Style Theory. I may actually watch it more. When it pivots to the new host. Yeah, I agree. Because she's really cool. Um, And she clearly knows what she's talking about. Um, But the the truth of the matter is, yeah, Laura doesn't hate MatPat. But was not, like, rushing to see every MatPat video. Like I did. Because I am legitimately a fan of MatPat. Though, I must say, in watching his, like, stepping away video where he's talking about how old he is, how he's old man Matt Pat, and saying that, you know, I have to retire, I'm 38. It's like, oh, that's way too close to my age. 
for him to be retiring the thing that I'm currently doing. I mean, MatPat also was so much harder into a grind. True. Than your average YouTuber. Right. Uh, he just is. Yeah, he he knew how the game was played uh, better than anyone, in my opinion, uh, and yet was still not willing to compromise on what the mission statement of game theory is. Yes. Because there's been tons of people who have figured it out, like, oh, this is how you do it, and have made garbage channels. Like, there was a time where if you wanted to make money on YouTube as fast as possible, what you did was you uploaded commentary-free footage of Mario Party. And all of that content hit all the keywords to just be thrown in front of children for hours. Huh. And this is, like, before the, like, YouTube's kids, like, protecting children uh, acts came through. Is people learned how to exploit this exact thing. And they would just do it. Uh, That's wild. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Philip DeFranco brought this up. That there was an unironic video of, like, how to do better at YouTube. And it was just someone stealing a joke and then stealing someone else's Let's Play and playing them at the same time in YouTube shorts. Yeah. Stealing, someone else, stealing a sitcom bit. Yeah. And, like, not an ounce of irony. Just like, this is what you do. And then this will get so many, like, hits. Oh. And we here at Stay Doomed Headquarters never wanted to just make content. I I push back so hard anytime. Because uh, we, we've talked about this on, like, the concept of something has to go up. Mm-hmm. And I've never wanted to be a content creator on the basis of just creating content. Yeah, because I'll tell this story now, uh, but we are heading towards episode 200 of Stay Doomed. That's coming up. However, when it comes to things uploaded on this feed, and I'm not talking about YouTube at this point, I'm talking about the Podbean feed, where all this originates. Yeah. This is not... My first podcast. No. We had another podcast on this channel called the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, plus a few others that were like sprinkled in as like pilots that we tried. Uh, Things like binge watching, keeping the fabe, uh, Iron Comic, there's a bunch of stuff. So when this drops on that feed, this will be file number 552. Wow. Yeah, so... Because we also had, like, two-parters and things like that. Yeah. There has been... This will be upload number 552 onto this feed. Because, you know, I've been here for quite some time putting out content. Yeah. Quote. And I've been having a real rough time with episode 200. Because the first podcast we did, the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, uh, it ran 200... And 28 episodes. Okay. Uh, which, if like the two parters and three parters and freaks and geeks uh, hadn't counted as a single episode, we would have surpassed. Yes. We would have definitely surpassed. But I remember being really upset around episode 200 of the Plus Two Comedy podcast because we want to make it special. 
and we had had problems with making special episodes with the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Uh, the first Plus Two Comedy, episode 100 of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast was supposed to be a guy named TJ Del Reno, who was an original re- member of Plus Two Comedy, and it was going to be kind of like a family reunion. And he kept canceling on me that he ended up being episode 104 or something. Uh, episode 150 of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is Daniel Piscina, uh, Master Daniel Piscina. He plays Johnny Cage in the original Mortal Kombat game, which was like special. And that was done at a convention. That, that was, was done alive. at a convention. Like there was a lot of specialness with episode 150. But episode 200, we had failed so many times to make something special happen. Yeah. And if you scroll back to around that time, there's a lot of like weird cheats I do where I upload something that's not really an episode to keep the numbers right. Uh, And uh, I think the most confusing bit is I put up episode uh, 199, which is my buddy John Deary. And then the following upload is episode 166, because technically I missed that number. So I was like, oh, we never... So this isn't actually 200. And I added that to try to, like, make episode 200 the special thing that we needed it to be. And then with cancellations and things not working out, it ended up that episode 200 was recorded live at uh, GKE, which is a convention we did. And I was like, all right, maybe this will still be special because it's at a convention. And it was at like 10.30 in the morning and the guest we had booked no-showed. Yeah. So... And I believe my co-host didn't even show up. Or maybe showed up late or something. Yeah. Uh, But episode 200 of this podcast, something that I worked really, really hard on for years, starts with me not where we usually record, in front of our normal fans, in front of, like, strangers that didn't know that this was important. Alone. Not even able to really do the show. That I wanted to do. And that really bummed me out. Yeah. And ever since we've been nearing episode 200, I've kind of felt this episode, this past 200 episode, just kind of like in the back of my head, kind of like burning, like this like hot feeling of like, don't mess it up again. <laughs> you've come this far. Don't repeat your same mistakes. Uh and now here we are, granted, doing a special Road to 200 episode, and uh, next week's going to be an On the Road with Plus Two Comedy. But I want episode 200 to be that special thing. And uh, the Stay Doom podcast is very important to me and very special to me. And it deserves, like, episode 200 to not just be good, but to be a victory lap for what we've created here, the two of us. And... Working real hard to make that happen. Yeah. I I mean, I was very tangentially involved in the original Plus Two Comedy podcast. I believe uh, I guest host a few episodes. You guest host a few episodes. You're a guest a few times as well. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're, you're definitely, the, you're the heart of this show. 
yeah, this show was originally my idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stay Doomed was my name for it. So, like, obviously, I have a lot more. Uh, I have a lot more emotional attachment to this show than I did for the plus two comedy. Yeah, I, I remember when we were trying to come up with names for this. Uh, you like pitching stuff, and then you coming up with "Stay Doomed," and almost immediately throwing it away. Yeah, and I have to be like, no, 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 no. That's actually super perfect. We, I think "Stay Doomed's it. <laughs> so it was Laura's idea that I then had to convince her how good it was. But I really did enjoy doing this show. Uh, I do still enjoy doing it, but like, I remember the plan was for this to be a one-year project. Yes. And it's very interesting because a lot of the content creators that have been retiring talked about burnout. Mm-hmm. And I really did feel a lot of burnout in that first year. Yes. And we've talked about this before of you had originally kind of created this edict that every episode needed to cover an entire series. Yes. Yeah, one episode, one show was something I was like, I thought that was the promise we had made to our audience. And I had been pushing back against it for about six months when we hit Opposite Worlds. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had been actively saying, like, why can't this just be a two-parter? Why can't we just do this over two weeks? Uh, I was actively struggling against that bond because there's still shows there I feel never got their due. Yes, as our patrons would say. Cop Rock. Cop Rock Redux win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cop Rock is probably one. Of, but even like, I would have loved to have spent more time on like Daisy of Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, all of the whodunit, I felt, could have been two parts. I mean, who, immediately on. Who, yeah, whodunit's episode four. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was these very long. Um, you know, these very long episodes, I don't think they were great content because they would often get very meandery. I'd be audibly tired by the end of them. Well, I'm starting to re-listen to our work uh, because I'm creating shorts now. Right. Because YouTube algorithm. Uh, which it's interesting, like, what works as a short and what doesn't. What I've currently been making has not been performing well as a short. Like, I need to include other content in it because our best shorts are uh, The Grinch because it has The Grinch in it. And then there is a Blood Drive short that I made, like, forever ago that also, like, is a Taylor Swift joke. Yeah, we love that. But it's so, like, we're not even involved in that short. It's just a clip from Blood Drive and a clip of Taylor Swift. Yes. With our logo over it. Uh, So, like, turning us into shorts is not working, which is... sucks. Um, But in any case, I've been re-listening to it, and I re-listened to Mad Mad House, episode two, which is a reality show that took place on the Sci-Fi Channel. And back then, we didn't fully cover the shows. I've noticed this. Like, for Mad Mad House... uh, we don't go episode by episode. We're just like, what did you want to talk about in this part involving this character? We just kind of jump around. 
Yeah, I, I've realized that because I'm, I, I think it's been mentioned on Mike that I have been actively working on uh, writing right uh, a book based on the concept of Stay Doomed. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm about a good solid chunk into this draft. Uh, I'm currently writing about Mula Beach because uh, I'm writing a chapter on why kids in reality shows uh, is should a, not mix. Is a pretty good sign your show is not going to last very long. And I, I'm looking through older shows because I re-listened to and went into my notes for Superstar USA and I'm like, oh my god, there's nothing here. Yeah. My notes then versus my notes for uh, In the Lion's Den were longer than my notes for Superstar USA. <laughs> I just I take much more elaborate notes. Now I will say I pushed much harder on research. I was reading books about the ethics of reality television leading up to Superstar USA. Mm-hmm. I was hunting in the library and not finding much. Uh, turns out there were not whole books written on Superstar, uh, USA. Superstar USA. Mm-hmm. But I, in these original early episodes, I was trying so hard to deliver that kind of research. That kind of research does, is very difficult in a weekly format. Yeah. There's episodes where I really wish I had been able to deliver more research. I think with more time, I could have done more research on some of these shows. And it's something I don't love. I've been doing a little bit more research as I write about each show. Uh, in this book. And I I do wish I'd been able to delve into that kind of research. It's just not, it's not sustainable in a weekly podcast when we also have other aspects of our lives. Yeah. I mean, when you have a video on YouTube that's as long as ours are, which are like an hour-ish. Yes. Usually you're getting like a tightly edited and written uh, like H bomber guy video where he's explaining something in detail. Be quiet dog outside. But this isn't meant to be a video essay. This is meant to be a podcast. Like this isn't a presentation of a bunch of facts that we're giving you the audience. This is you sitting in on a conversation that the two of us are having. Yes. So like what we want this to be is a podcast, not a video essay. And like, Podcasts don't do well on YouTube. And I know we're talking about YouTube a lot here, uh, but YouTube is where a lot of our audience comes from, like looking at the numbers and things like that. And it's interesting, like, seeing just the decline of podcasting in the last couple of years. Because podcasting used to just be where it was. Everybody loved a good podcast. And then it became, how do you turn your podcast into a YouTube show? And how do you make it a YouTube show? So, it, like, there's so many different elements of, like, trying to make this all work that are frustrating. <laughs> the long and short of it is I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated yes. with a lot of things when it comes to just creating stuff uh, on the multiple platforms that we're on. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Content creation is a lot. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to think about as far as, cause I was thinking about defunct land and how defunct land has a distinct following, uh, you know, just to, for doing a certain kind of documentary. Mm-hmm. 
And this year, instead of... He's been doing smaller videos through the year, and then the last few years, he's done one feature-length documentary. Mm. Uh, I really enjoyed the one on the Disney Channel theme, which ended up being, like, an unexpectedly beautiful meditation on art. Yeah. Uh, I liked Fast Pass. And this year's was about Epcot, but it was more... I I wouldn't even say balletic in -hmm. nature. Uh, That it was done through music and pictures and very little verbal narration. And I I just, I personally didn't vibe with it as much. Yeah. And there was on my end, like, that little bit of, like, oh, he only really does one thing a year and I didn't like it. Yeah, it's such a shame. And I I wanted to like it. Mm -hmm. But I did not like it. And that's, that's tough. Um, and it's weird just because, like, we have the awareness to be like, oh, this wasn't for me. Yes. Uh, and we kind of just left it at that. Yes. This, this is, you know, when Jim Carrey put out The Majestic instead of Liar Liar. I was like, oh, I mean, I get, I see value in this. It's just not the thing I wanted from you. Yes. The difference is on YouTube... You have the ability to yell that at that person. Yeah, which I would never do. I could never bring myself to come down on a creator because I just didn't happen to like their content. And it they weren't telling, like, Kevin Perjurer to light himself on fire or anything. But a lot of people weren't shy just being like, hey, I didn't like this. Do the things I like now. I know you have, like, you're an artist and there's stuff you want to do, but do my thing. Yeah, and that's another tough thing is, the problem is, like, you're an artist, but some people with Patreon do feel like, hey, I pay for this. Yeah. So there's this very strange relationship there. Mm -hmm. And we, we have a Patreon, and I love our wonderful patrons, and that we get to just chat and, uh... The, the Patreon rework is still in the works. I'm just... It's so hard to get it to be the thing I want it to be. Um, but we are in a place now where, because of our patrons, we're no longer losing money doing this show. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, because for what seems to be just two people sitting down and talking about television shows... There is the editing that needs to be done, which uh, I edit in Adobe Premiere, which is a subscription. Yeah. Uh, There is the hosting cost, because this is hosted on Podbean, not just YouTube, so we can get out to more people. That's a cost. We, We, at times, have to buy the shows. Yes. When they're not just on YouTube, the cape will be a purchased show. Uh, Yay. (laughs) Uh, so it's nice to be in a place where we're not, you know, taking a loss doing this, but like we are by no means making money off of this. Uh, I know an idea that gets thrown around every now and then is ad reads on the show. Yeah. Uh, because to get, to get back into another weird time. Oh yeah. Uh, you were doing Fiverr ad reads. We did Fiverr ad reads on the Plus Two Comedy Podcast for a while and... Our number one seller was K&N Air Filters. Uh, you'd say Plus Two Comedy sent you when you get a K&N Air Filter, and you'll get a free hat. 
uh, I said that so many times. And I used to love like hand in air filters. But we also had people buy airtime that were like a bit strange to be talking about. Uh, the dating site femaleled.com was a sponsor. Uh, the there was a guy selling magic lessons, not not illusions like and magic not, the gathering? not magic the gathering, like magic with a J spirit vessels and casting spells. Okay. Uh, magic was just being promoted on our podcast because there's no like there was no way for me to also like reject things with the way Fiverr worked at the time. It was like really confusing. So yeah. It's it's something we've considered going back to, but like, yeah, get an ad read for five dollars. We make three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a weird system. And the way we can't exactly, uh, the way we couldn't exactly filter. Yeah. Uh, it it's very it's very peculiar. Um, it's very. <sighs> Making money off of a podcast is. Next to impossible. Yeah, uh, like you have to hit a certain level, and that level is start out already being famous. Yeah! Or get picked up by a network. Yes. It's just, it's rough. And I know, like, we've talked about doing merch before, uh, and just, like, the numbers of, like, we'd have to sell versus who's listening, like, doesn't add up all the time so that never really came to fruition yeah we did get um chris ruiz uh, a graphic designer who is incredibly talented made the newer logo that yes. we have and i've been meaning to really work on merchandise with this logo but i also just hate most common merch yeah so i've been really thinking about what kind of merch uh, i've actually been looking at uh how pro wrestlers do merch mm-hmm and considering that. Yeah. Because I think that's something we'd need to really uh really think about. Yeah. It's it's I've been frustrated and the the hint towards it. Here's here's the thing I don't think I've ever revealed on audio. Uh is if you paid attention to plus two horror. Mm-hmm. So here's the secret about plus two horror. I've made one of those every year for the past five years, and they've all secretly been about YouTube. The first one was about ASMR when ASMR was really big. Uh, the second one was a short film back when I was like, ARGs are really big and I want to create something more like that. Right. Uh, the third one was a cooking show parody, which was it was almost directly a parody of uh, Babish. Yes. Uh, which we were watching a lot which, of at the time. Because we were watching a lot of it at the time. Uh, the fourth one's about exploitative uh, family blogs. Yes. And then I think it became really obvious with this one because the, the fifth one was about unboxing videos. Yeah. But more specifically, it was about that type of content where like the words pop on screen and there's a million cuts even though there's not a lot of action. Yeah, there's like... And like Here's an edited in explosion for no reason. YouTube with Kevin Dunn production. Yeah. If you're like, a wrestling fan, there you go. Yeah. There's a giggle. But like, it was more of a haunted Mr. Beast episode. And the thing that like, 
that's really indicative to the way content is being consumed now is we would watch, we've watched a lot of reality TV shows. We sure right? have. And like, like your Daisy of Love was filmed over the course of a few weeks yeah. to make 10 episodes, right? 10 hour long episodes. Yeah, and each hour is like two days of real time. Yeah. Mr. Beast released a video not too long ago of will these two people, two strangers, be able to coexist in isolation for a hundred days? It's a hundred days, just the two of them. If they can stay, they get a million dollars. If one of them leaves, they both lose the money. Interesting social experiment. Hundred days of footage, 20 minute YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that you have all of this and you're like, now condense, 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 explosion, fast, fast, go, go, sponsor, go, go. Like what is currently so big on YouTube is so anti our show. Yes. Like anti the things that we care about on our show. I keep talking about, you know, thoughtful, uh, I'd love to be able to do more research, but our schedule doesn't quite permit it. I, I really, I think a lot about the ethics of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, like everyone else, I don't, I never downloaded TikTok because I didn't want a TikTok. Same. Um, but I, I do find myself watching YouTube shorts frequently. And I think about what I get suggested. Uh, I get sketches mm-hmm. like, you know, I get the Mario lore series. Yeah. Stuff like that. I get. Sketches, but I also get product tests, mostly makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very interesting because I do watch a lot of like distinctly gendered content. Right, right. I watch a lot of makeup. I watch a lot of cooking. Uh, I watch sometimes cleaning videos, and then occasionally it tries to be uh, tries to like suggest content that is very much not in my sensibilities, mm-hmm. and I'm like, nope. I... But I did get influenced into buying a uh, snackle box. Right. So that's where I am in my day. So I've been thinking about creating content. I'm like, I could I could make a snackle box and mm-hmm. film it. It'd be fun. But uh, the thing I can't stand is haul content. Yeah. I don't like haul content because haul content tends to either be fast fashion, mm-hmm. which while I am guilty of consuming fast fashion, I think everyone is. Uh, I I do. I have really been working on approaching how I buy clothing as ethically as possible. Uh, you know, economics don't always allow for you to be the mo- make the most ethical choice, but I can decide, hey, I don't need a new wardrobe every year. Yeah. If I can just clarify, by haul content, you, made, you mean H-A-U-L, a haul of stuff, like, look what I have. Yeah, I mean, if I start getting hallway content where it's just, like, cool corridors. That's, like, super popular right now. Liminal spaces and the back rooms, like, that's huge. Yes. Um, <laughs> I do actually get liminal space content. I just meant I was being cheeky. <laughs> but... <sighs> the The... Yeah, the... Content that is just simply like, look at all this stuff, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah, the content that is essentially, look at the stuff, isn't it neat? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Be- like, to, to like tie this all back around, like, uh, Mr. Beast did an episode that was like every country competing for a million dollars, 
20 minutes. Like, imagine if Kid Nation, something that we all agree should not have existed, something that we turned into four parts on our our podcast. It was a month of Kid Nation. It was such a unique train wreck that deserves discussion and dissection and, like, introspection into who these people are. Could you imagine if someone did that exact thing with the goal being, we're going to edit this down to like 19 minutes and then it's over. And like, it's never meant to have a season two. It's never meant to be done again because we're on to the next thing. I, I hate that so, because uh, big the, uh, the Kid Nation series of episodes I'm really proud of because mm-hmm. I think we took great pains to consider the ethics, to make sure we were treating these children like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny because I'm rereading my Moolah Beach notes. And there is a line in my notes where I'm like, I get that these are children, but I hate this kid. Yeah. And like really thinking about how adult editors set out and adult producers villainized children for public entertainment. Yeah. And really thinking about the ethics of that and really trying to approach it as thoughtfully and as compassionately as I could. Because mm-hmm. I always think of Taylor from Kid Nation and how she's whiny and she's bossy. And then you think about your first time at sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're not Miss sleeping your well because you're sleeping on the ground. And even if you're not the type of kid who gets homesick, you'd really like a real toilet. Um And so you're just really kind of sitting there and like you're moody and you're prepubescent and everything sucks. Mm -hmm. And I had the thought of like, oh my God, it's not out of the realm of possibility that one of these poor kids got their period. For the first time. Or in general. Or in general, yeah. That first whole year, two years sucks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Kid Nation was a while ago. I don't remember if it was addressed in... Olivia's book, or if we addressed it with Laurel, Mm -hmm. I feel like it didn't come up. But I've had that thought of like, could you imagine being in this situation and then having to like beg an adult? Yeah. Especially the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not uncommon for uh, young women to assume a medical disaster or emergency (laughs) their first time. Uh, Even if they've been given the talk, even if they've Mm -hmm. been prepared by parents, uh, it's still daunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people who have gone to the ER thinking they had appendicitis. Uh, I know people who had to go on elimination diets uh, because they thought they had developed a gluten allergy or lactose intolerance. Oh, wow. Uh, I know somebody who had to be screened for Crohn's. All right. Because just the pain and discomfort and symptoms, if you've been... A certain way all your life. And then suddenly this is hitting you like a train. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. So I I really think about the ethics of content. And I think that's one of the things people do level at Mr. Beast is like they're, what are the ethics of Mr. Beast experiments? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's a reasonable thing to consider. Uh, I don't, I don't consume a lot of Mr. Beast content. I actually don't get a lot of like, YouTuber content. Uh, I don't get a lot of, like, I don't get a lot of Let's Plays. I don't get a lot of, like, Mr. Beast 
But every so often I will just pull up YouTube, not logged into any accounts. Yeah. And see like, what is baseline YouTube? I, I hate baseline YouTube because, because I have so many accounts. I have the gaming channel plus two comedy gaming. I have uh, our channel and then I have uh, plus two wrestling. I have to sign out and sign back in. And whenever I end up on like baseline YouTube, it's always like someone getting a life sentence to prison, someone getting a pimple popped, uh, something like just in another language, like <laughs> not like in a different alphabet that I'm just like, I don't know anything about this, but like there's a picture of a goat in a car. Like, it's such a weird place, Baseline YouTube. When base, when YouTube doesn't know what you're looking for, it throws a lot of crap at you. Yeah, uh, I'm getting first wild hog catch of 2024. <laughs> uh, the most recent Mr. Beast video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Thy Neighbor, new 2024, which looks like it is some kind of series mm-hmm. uh, that I'm unfamiliar with. Court TV. Restoration of the nervous system, tender music, soothes the soul. Yeah, a lot of lo-fi and stuff like that as well. Fail Army, which out of mm. those is the first one that I would actively and watch. Click on. She was chosen by Taylor Swift, a little girl getting the 22 mm. hat. Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars, yeah. Pawn Stars comes up a lot. Oh, and then football, 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 football. Lots of football, lots of football lost in mm. Alaska. So, like, it's... Football. It's football. Uh, but YouTube right now, like, it really bothers me in, like, there are very few popular things that are series. It's it's just like, this is who I am. I'm doing a thing. Let's find out what I'm doing next time, right? Uh, and, like, I, I think John Green said it recently on uh, the Vlogbrothers channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're they are celebrating like 17 years uh, on YouTube, and he says we're not old, but we're definitely old on YouTube. Yes. As a matter of fact, not only are we older than our fans, we're older on YouTube than some of our fans, and like that's a weird thing to think about. And what we are seeing. On YouTube is the end of people who stumbled into being a YouTuber before YouTuber was like a job. Yes. Like they discovered the way to make it a job and now they're at the end of the job. Those people are leaving and we are being left with the people who jumped into YouTube to be a YouTuber. That was the goal. And it's all about just hitting the right buttons and like creating content based on an algorithm. And it's so weird. Yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about things. Uh, I've been looking at branching out into some other content. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's literally silly stuff. Like, I'd like to learn to edit videos because I don't think it's a secret that I do not edit our videos. No. Um, I, I find video editing fussy work and detail work, and I just uh, I, I wish I had more patience with it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'm... You know, I bought these stupid snack boxes because I got influencered. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I will film making a snack box. Hmm. Uh, Because when I'm cooking, 
I <laughs> often jokingly talk to myself while cooking uh, to the point where we have named it. Yes. Uh, my cooking show is called Not for Public Consumption. Yes. Uh, and it's not. Yeah. Because it's me in my kitchen talking to myself. Uh, I, I believe a term I say a lot is like, and if you drop it, no one's here. It's between you and God. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. Then you do this because you forgot to do this. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, and then, uh, well, then you do this because you're not an animal. Yeah. It's a very funny show that you'll <laughs> never see. <laughs> but I was thinking about like, oh, I, I could make a snackle box. Uh, that might be fun. And then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, I have so much to do this week. Am I really going to set up lighting and rig up a tripod that I really meant to buy today when I was out and totally forgot about? And do I have the time and space and energy? And am I going to clean up my kitchen enough to have my kitchen on camera? Right. Um, so I, I do think it's very interesting the way... I, Whenever you're watching content creators, you're like, how is your house so clean? Right. And they all have like these big, beautiful houses. And you're like, what yeah, the they, heck? They all have these big, beautiful houses, which to me says that there's a room just full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a room the camera never sees. Yeah. Because I I feel like I mostly see bedroom, bathroom, kitchen in mm-hmm. these contents. And set. Yeah. And maybe a home office that's clearly a set. Mm-hmm. It's just what I find most frustrating about YouTube right now is... They are creating things that are exactly anti what we would cover. Yeah. Because the mission statement of this show, which started five, six years ago at this point. Five and a half. Five and a half. Is we wanted to dig up a forgotten thing that didn't get a chance. Yeah. And... Like, while we rag on a lot of stuff, Rosie, and we rag on a lot of stuff, Puchinski, and we rag on a lot of stuff, I didn't have a third one. Really? I thought you were going to go for the third talking dog. Oh, McDuff. Yeah. It really seemed like you were setting up that third talking dog. Rule of three is rule of three talking dogs. I kind of thought I had said it. Um, but while we rag on all that, it is literally a chapter in the Stay Doomed books so far just called Dogs. Yeah. While we do rag on these things, it is kind of a love letter to anyone that tried really hard to create something in the medium of television that didn't get to see their full vision. It's a love letter to ephemera in -hmm. a way, too, because so many of these shows are a snapshot. Of yeah. a moment in some way. Uh, there are a sitcom that shows like 1980, summer of 1987. We were just into puppets with daddy issues. You know, it's just these little moments. Mm-hmm. You know, the nerd. Oh, it's so weirdly dated. Heil Honey, I'm Home is when we were, as a society, first trying to figure out whether enough time had passed to make fun of... Hitler. And I... I feel like we talked a lot about ethics in that episode, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not actually attacked Heil Honey M. Hitler in the book yet, and I'm, that's one I know I gotta do. Yeah. That's... I gotta do some outlining, because I'm looking at this book like, this book, by the way, the Google Doc for this book is a literal disaster. Yeah. So, as we head into uh, episode 200, 
I think the main message I wanted to say is we know that the landscape of where we're creating this show has changed greatly. And as we try to adapt, as I sit and make a short in the hopes to kind of like keep the health of the channel going, that we don't want to lose sight of our mission. Of, yeah. You know, giving these shows a look and a chance and, and really enjoying the, you know, oddball quirkiness of what we do. And uh, when you've do, done something so many times, it's easy to do that. Like, there, there's been many a times where we're like, I don't really feel like watching any more of the show. We're sitting down and just doing this. We've tapped out so few times. Yeah, so, so few times. But, like, we've tapped out few times. There are a few times where we also, like, drag our feet and, like unwillingly drag this flesh that we carry around through the finish line as we watch another episode of Nightmare Ned. Yeah, the Good Family and Nightmare Ned are like a one-two punch of shows that nearly killed the podcast in its infancy. Yeah, killed it very, very early. Uh, And like, it's interesting that we often... We do pilots because uh, we, we've gotten a lot of feedback that people enjoy the weird pilot. Like, not going for the clickbait, hey, remember Firefly show. Yeah. But going for the, hey, here's a thing you've never freaking heard of. And I, I enjoy doing the big fish. Yeah. Because people are interested in the big fish. Uh, I've noticed while writing the Stay Doomed book, I spend a lot less time on the big fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longest single chapter right now is Push Nevada. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I Push Nevada, again, is one of the shows I'm proudest of. See, it, it's interesting. Like, we also do pilots when it's like, we're, we don't have a lot of time to sit down and watch a full show. But when we do the longer episodes, there we get a bit revitalized. Like, Push Nevada was a really revitalizing show. I don't consider it a big... I don't consider it like a Firefly or a Freaks and Geeks, though. I fold that more with the obscure shows. Most people don't remember Push Nevada. I'm speaking specifically on length. Yeah, I'm thinking more of uh, how big the target is. Mm -hmm. If I say name a canceled TV show, how likely someone is to say that one. Right. Like, most people will say a Firefly or a Freaks and Geeks Mm -hmm. over a Push Nevada or a... Viva Laughlin. Yeah, which, that one was interesting. (laughs) It's just, I know that at times, like, we dread looking down the barrel at, like, this is, this is 16 episodes. Or this is, you know, six one-hour episodes. Uh, But we tend to, like, find a lot about those episodes and find a lot about those shows. So it's a weird balance we try to strike. Uh, and it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. We're really hoping that the cape hits that perfect stride. Yeah, we. I, I think having the hiatus and all of the strikes. The strike really killed us. Cost us so much moment. Because the strike content felt like I was making 
content. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. And on top of that, like, when we hit the hiatus, we super needed the break. Yes. But, like, we had also been so out of the habit of what this show is because of the, the strike that, like, coming back, like, it was really hard to kickstart the Stay Doomed machine again. And uh, hopefully, we'll get back into that groove very, very soon. Uh, this was um, this was an interesting discussion. Yeah, I, we got really far from MatPat. Uh, every, day we, every day we stray farther from MatPat's light. Uh, <laughs> but I just really thinking about what content creation is right now and remembering why I enjoy what I enjoy. Like, I've been enjoying revisiting certain shows. Mm-hmm. Superstar USA, surprisingly good episode. It's for, one of our best episodes. Surpri- for, a, for a first episode, it is surprisingly mm-hmm. sharp. Um, it's also one of the few episodes where I'm funny. Because usually I'm very dry and straightforward and you do bits. Uh, and the, like that one, I'm actually funny. <laughs> I think you're funny very often on the show. I think you should give yourself more credit. It's just that my my brand of funny on this show is a bit wacky and a bit like stupid. <laughs> Without like I, I couldn't think of another way to do it. Like it's a lot of like intentional misunderstanding and like interpreting things wrong and things like that. You're definitely more dry, but I think you're sharper. When it comes to things. Uh, because also a lot of my jokes are bad. And then you have to save them. So thank you for that. I'm laughing because I'm looking at my Moolah Beach notes. Because they were already up. Here's where I was in Moolah Beach. We're down to Clark and three unlikable children. <laughs> Drew wants Purple to win because he hates Kyle. And I get that. I hate Kyle as well. But I will miss Nancy. So, so much. <laughs> I believe I named my cocktail Nancy's Revenge because she was my favorite player because she just hated everything. Uh, so, anything else you want to say before we we sign off here? This is a tough one because it's so, like I've just I've been giving this so much thought about the nature of content creation, how much I hate the concept of creating content, mm-hmm. uh, and how like I I know that there's places we've stumbled and tripped up. But I think we've done our best to approach every show with compassion and every show with trying to, like, look at it with ethics and compassion, which is something yeah. I'm really... We, uh, cause I, I, do, I do not like the channel Cinema Sins, where it's just, like, everything wrong with a movie you like in 20 yeah. minutes. And I, I'm not here to do that. And I know there's shows where we have a hard time not doing that because sometimes they're... Uh, irredeemably bad, and that's usually because they are mean-spirited or disgusting in some fashion. But I, I don't know. I I love what we do. I just I'm I really want to reconnect to it because mm-hmm. I've been I really enjoyed last week's episode. Yes, the in the lion's den conversation where we started getting into the birdcage. Yeah, and talking about how. The sequence between Jerry and Keith was so reminiscent of the dressing room scene with Alvin and Armand mm-hmm. that you and I immediately thought, like, oh, are these two men together? Because it looks like the scene from The Birdcage, which, to be fair, was almost an entire 10 years later mm-hmm. and was extremely progressive for a portrayal of a gay couple in the mid-90s. But I, w- I just 
thinking about how we kind of caught onto that conversation and the conversations we get to have about media. Mm. Uh, we finished up Letter Kenny, which is completely ineligible for coverage oh, here. Oh, yeah. But we could do Little Kenny at some point if we really wanted to. The conversations we had about the Letter Kenny finale and how mm-hmm. how we felt. And I, I love those conversations about media. I'm just trying to reconnect with what I love about this. It's been difficult because the the schedule has been difficult. Uh, MAGFest moving later in the month has been yeah, uh, absolutely monstrous for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, sorry, Magfest, we love you, but go back to the beginning of January, please. Yes. Uh, so I, I had a, a, just a silly idea for what we could do to end this. Okay. Uh, but I, I also need to say this first. Uh, I just pulled up the, uh, Stay Doomed, uh, playlist on YouTube, which does not have the, all of the, uh, Plus Two Comedy podcasts and all the other stuff that has gone up. Uh, this, in terms of content for Stay Doomed, uh, will be upload number 250. Wow. On the nose, which is kind of neat. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun to ask you this. I have every episode of Stay Doomed in order in front of me. Do you think you can remember them? Um, all 200? In- uh, do you want to see how far you can get? Superstar USA. That is episode one. Um... Okay, I I'm having the thing because we used to do the theme months mm-hmm. of okay I know which ones fall into a given month. Okay, uh, I think next is is next Who Done It or Mad Mad House. It, next is Mad Mad House. So then three is Who Done It. No, no. Okay, three is I Want to Marry Harry. Four yes. is Who Done It. Yes. Um, five I believe is the Good Family. Uh, we are in uh, adult animation month. Uh, Good Family doesn't happen next. Okay. I that know for sick. a fact seven is game over. Seven is game over. So uh, that would put five as... It was... Um, okay, five is... Uh, God. Oh, God. What was it? Was it stupid? Oh, was it stupid? It wasn't Frisky Dingo. Yeah, it was the Exticles. I, yeah, I... Burned that one out of my memory, yeah. apparently. Uh, Exticles. Then it would have been Good Family? It was Exticles, Good Family, Game, Game Over. Over. Yeah. And then other Lucy Daughter of the Devil couldn't have been this early. No. Um, uh, Clone High was next, Clone maybe? High was next. Clone High was early. Mm-hmm. Clone High is one that should have been a two-parter, frankly. Um, and then we, we, dumped, we jumped into Spoopy Month. Yeah, this is, again, I can tell you what they are, but not necessarily... Because I know this was Nightmare Ned. I know this yep. would have been Over the Garden Wall. Yep. This is one of our only guest episodes, because this is also Crybaby Lane. Crybaby Lane. Uh, oh, God. What was the rest of Spoopy? Because I know that wasn't Dark Place. It wasn't Dark Place, no. Um, what were the other Spoopy It was months? The Amazing Screw-On Head was nine. Over the Garden Wall, Nightmare Ned, Lucy Daughter of the Devil. Lucy, okay, it was earlier than I thought. Uh, and then Cry Baby Lane. Then it was uh, Backdoor Pilot Month. Wayward Sisters was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nanny with like the stylists. Which I think is missing from this list. For some reason, episode 16 is missing from this list. But it's The Farm, uh, Pendragon, the spinoff from Gargoyles, 
Uh, then the thing from the nanny, which uh, is missing, and then Wayward Sisters. Um, and then we entered game show month. Uh, chamber chair. Chamber chair. Uh, oh my god, this is surprisingly hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also thinking about where we are in our lives. Because uh, I know Spoopy Month was right before we got married. Oh, here, actually, excuse me, things are out of order. We did not do the backdoor pilot for The Nanny that month. We did 22 short films about Springfield. The backdoor pilot from The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah, you know what? I think the one from The Nanny was like a weird Hail Mary content situation. Yeah, I forget why we ended up doing that, but... I'm cheating. I'm like trying to pull it up now. <laughs> uh, I heard you cheating. Um, I just started cheating, so I when I was really... Well, I know we're getting out of theme months. <laughs> no, I mean, next was game show month. Uh, but, yeah, but I said chamber chair, and then I stopped... Oh, God, was this the one with the video game, like... The Chase? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was The Chase. You Don't Know Jack and Trash. Oh, God, yeah. Which I think if you and asked... Word Slam. And Word Slam. Oh, God, Word Slam. Uh, which I think if you... I think if you asked me to name every episode, Trashed would have been one I forgot. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then the next month is like a real good run of Heat Vision and Jack. This was R.I. Pilots Month. This was from the subreddit, R.I. Pilots. Awesome Town. Awesome Town, Heat Vision and Jack. Uh, And Area 57. Area 57. And And then Generation X. Generation X. (laughs) No, not the tag team of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Uh, And then it was our first ever Razzie Month. Happy Time Murders. After seeing some of the things that are nominated now, man, Happy Time Murders doesn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. Gotti, we still make fun of the way, uh, we still make fun of Pipple. Mm-hmm. Winchester. Winchester. Winchester, I think, is the first one where we land on a core thesis of what makes a Razzie movie of inability to commit. Mm-hmm. I'm with Busey. Yeah, then I think it was Comedy Central Month. Yeah, which was really did. funny because I remember. Having a very difficult time getting to watch any of these. Yeah, because it was I'm with Busey, Contest Searchlight, That's My Bush, which was the first thing that ever got blocked on the YouTube page and I had to redo. And Not Without My Anus. Not Without My Anus, which was kind of like, I think that came out on April Fool's Day. Yes. Which is why we did that one. Uh, Because I think I talk about being traumatized by Not Without My Anus because I tuned in expecting to watch South Park. Uh, Cop Rock. And then, well, this was Legends Month. And yep. we did Cop Rock, Turn On, Heil Honey and I'm Home, and Puchinski, which was supposed to be either Super Train, because we couldn't find it, or uh, You're in the Picture. Yeah. Which we eventually did. Yeah, Puchinski, it, um, Super Train, I still can't find all of. Mm-hmm. And it's also extremely long, but it's what I do want to do one day. Yeah, we'll find it. It's something I could see us actually breaking rules and doing a shorter, like doing a what we could find version. Yeah. Because Super Train's, fa- I mean, Super Train almost bankrupts NBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eaten Alive. Oh, we do the specials. Yeah. Eaten Alive, the Star Wars holiday special. Mystery of Al Capone's Vault was fun. Yeah, there, there's like a weird upload issue I see here that I need to fix. Yeah. Uh, 
The uh, episode on cartoon heroes save the day. Yeah. Uh, for some reason is uploaded as the st- at stay doomed hashtag podcast takes a look at the CW's life sentence. I don't know what could have happened there. And it's also only 20 minutes long, which means that there's definitely an issue with that episode. I, I still think that's like the episode where your trauma of love lifted me pops in. Oh, yeah. Because you were like upset about that song. Ah, so many good times. So many good times. Uh, life sentence, which I actually, uh, I do write about life sentence a lot in our, uh, in the book. Yeah. In, in the book, uh, because it's actually one of the few fiction shows under unrepeatable premise. Mm-hmm. Wrestling society X. This is just one of those shows. I really just, it, it kind it liked something you posted on Twitter recently. Yeah. Ah, lots of good stuff here. Look well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we need to go through every single one. Yeah, there, there also appears to be an error in that Holmes and Watson is on here. Because I remember that that was a Razzie Month thing where we didn't have access to that movie yet. Mm-hmm. So we did it later. Uh, for some reason, that episode is 5 minutes and 52 seconds long huh. on YouTube. So uh, that's definitely not the full episode. <laughs> TV Wheel, Clerks the Animated Series... Holmes and Watson, mm-hmm. uh, Daisy of Love, and then Opposite Worlds. Which saves the show. Yeah, I, I do think it's so interesting that I'm looking through, we would have, I'm looking at through some of the ones we never would have gotten to have and like, we would have never gotten the original quest. We do hear you, new quest is still on the docket. Mm-hmm. Um. Curious Creations of Miss Christine McConnell, Dark yeah. Place, uh, Vampires, which I think was a really fun one we did. Yeah, Vampires. 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 Uh, I remember the episode of Shattered being great. That I mean, the show was bad, but we had a lot bad, of fun. We had a ball with that one. Cats, we went home and like literally set up the podcast at like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. to film Cats. Little Mermaid's Island. Oh, there were so many like good ones in that first blush of, yeah, I never would have remembered all these. The Um, Dana Carvey show. That's an episode I think about a lot. Yeah. And when we talk about like something being a snapshot of its time, that's absolutely a a snapshot of its time. Absolutely. So I, I do love thinking about some of these. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's just kind of funny to think about and like, oh, these are fun. Yeah. And uh, we're going to keep doing them. Uh, we might uh, change up how things are going forward. Uh, there, there's been some discussion of, of uh, changing our upload schedule, but we'll let you know. For now, we're going to continue on the path that we've already set on this road. Uh, but next week we're going to be on the road with plus two comedy. So yeah. episode 200 is not next week. And you'll find out if I decided to try to create content because maybe I'll do a, Maybe I'll do a vlog. Yeah. Maybe we'll it's not going to go well, but, uh, that'll be, look, I found a pizza. It's just uh, Laura Prince as pizza rat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the pizza rat of Magfest. Speaking of which, there's pizza right over there that I think I'd like to eat. We so. are definitely going to need to... Because we have to... Another thing with uh, summer and winter recordings, mm-hmm. we have to turn off our HVAC system 
to record. Yeah. So sometimes if you hear a show going up in, you know, July or January, where we're clearly trying to wrap it up, it's because the studio has gotten uncomfortable. Yes. Right now, my tootsies are cold. So, uh... Anything else you want to say before we venture into the world of post-200? I, I, I'm i glad we did this episode because we were talking about just a general retrospective. But I think talking about content creation in a frank way is something that like I needed to do. Yeah. And I love doing Stay Doomed. It's a really fun thing to do. It's a really... Uh, it's a really strange thing to have connected with the way we have. Mm-hmm. And it's... I've always loved weird ephemeral media. And I also was a little bit afraid of it as a kid. And I think it's just something I am really glad I get to do. Same. Same. So, um... Thanks for talking about TV shows with me. You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com and Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me about... I don't know. Let me pick a random episode. Uh, if you want to talk to me about Elf Princess Rain, I'm at Plus Two Comedy on Twitter. If you have suggestions for how I organized this book, I am by all means grateful to hear them. And I am at Priorities on Twitter. Until next time, stay doomed. <laughs>